my fellow challenge lovers. Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollibaugh. Thank you so very, very much for being here with us today. On today's podcast, which is the first podcast ever, very, very exciting stuff, It's as if the challenge gods have blessed this podcast personally because what better way to kick off a pod all about looking at the challenge from a historical perspective than to get to preview the very first season of the challenge All-Stars, a season full of the OGs and the fan favorites from the earliest days of the show. It couldn't be a more perfect thing to discuss, a better topic, a better season to be covering to start this podcast. So to those challenge gods, I do say my many, many thank yous and blessings and Of course, by challenge gods, I pretty much mean Mark Long on this one, as we will get to later. So what we'll be covering today is a full preview of the Challenge All-Stars season, what it is, how it came about, a breakdown of every single cast member that we can expect to see coming back into our lives, and some predictions, some hopeful wishing for what we would like to see on this new season of the show, this OG's All-Stars season and pretty much anything else related to the season. We're going to cover it here, and that's a lot to get to. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go ahead and dive right on in. All right, now before we can jump into looking at all the OGs that will be coming back into our lives and breaking down the cast and what we know about the format, looking at the trailer, making any predictions, anything like that, we first must pay our respects to the challenge godfather himself, Mark Long, and talk just briefly a bit about how this season even came to be happening in the first place. It all started what feels like absolutely forever ago at the beginning of the COVID pandemic and the initial quarantines and lockdowns, uh, the spring 2020. I don't know the exact date in front of me, but Mark Long sends out a tweet asking, his fans out there, what they would think about a challenge season full of OG cast members, people from way back in the early days of the challenge coming back, being on the show again, maybe doing a shortened, condensed season with all these kind of old school people that they haven't seen in forever. And the outpouring of support for this idea was gigantic and unanimous. Everyone loved, loved, loved the idea. And very quickly, that single tweet turned into a large social media campaign with the hashtag WeWantOGs. Mark himself started pounding the tables, pushing this thing as much as he could on social. He went on any podcast, any uh, you know media platform that would hear him out to pitch this idea, many of which were super helpful. But in my estimation, when I really first came to know about the We Want OGs movement. I had seen the hashtag a few times, but when I think it really, really took off and went from just kind of Mark's fan base, which is a pretty big section of the entire challenge fan base itself. He is the godfather of the challenge after all. But he went on the Challenge Mania podcast with Derek and Scott, Derek Kay of Challenge Legend himself, who we'll be talking about later, is going to be on this season of All-Stars and Scott Yeager. They host the Challenge Mania podcast, which is an absolutely awesome podcast. They are kind of the OGs of the Challenge media sphere and the Challenge pod sphere. So if you're listening to this and you haven't been listening or never listened to Challenge Mania with those two, 
definitely, you should be doing that. It's awesome, awesome stuff. They do a fantastic job. They brought on Mark Long, and he pitched the idea to them and to their audience, and that kind of took things from, you know, a level where there was some movement behind it to there was now a tidal wave behind it. It got the entire challenge ecosphere, entire challenge universe activated and behind this, there started to be OGs and people from the way past coming out, showing their support, saying they would want to be involved. There was current cast members saying how cool this would be and how great it would be to see this happen. Pretty much anyone that was a fan of the challenge started to hear about, know about it. It got spread around enough, made enough noise that Buneman Murray and everyone behind the production of the challenge brought in Mark. He pitched it to them. And then, you know, they, uh, the behind the scenes or the behind the scenes, we don't know every little detail, how many meetings there were, how difficult of a pitch or easy of a pitch it might have been. But they signed on. They put Mark in charge of being one of the executive producers of the show, helping put it together. By that time, he had already, you know, across social every day, every week, he was updating this person's in, this person's in, that so-and-so says they want to come back, so-and-so says they want to come back. And I think at one point it was up to 40 or 50 or maybe even more people that he had committed who had said he had reached out to personally and said they would be willing uh, if they could make the timing and everything work to come back and do the show. So we had a ton of interest from the actual cast side, plenty of people to work with and pick from to get us to the final 22 or at least at this point, what we know to be 22 for sure cast members that will be on this season of All-Stars. And it all took off and went super duper fast. I mean, this again, the first, the original tweet that kind of inspired this whole thing was in the spring of 2020. So in a one-year time frame, it went from tweet to social movement to signing people up to meetings behind the scenes to deciding we're going to do it, move forward to producing it, bringing the people in and actually getting 22 people, a uh, host, a uh, full production crew and everything to the Andes Mountains in Argentina, filming this and getting it out to us on Paramount Plus here this coming week. Really, really amazing to see something like this turn around that fast. And, you know, just couldn't be, you know, hats off, couldn't be more impressed with Mark Long, first and foremost, for bringing this in, really living up to the name, The Challenge Godfather, by bringing us this entire new spinoff version of the show, bringing all these amazing people back into our lives. Couldn't be more impressed with him getting this done and couldn't be more impressed with The Challenge community because this, while he led the charge, if there wasn't such a big social outpouring across social media, and such a reaction from fans that definitely wanted this, it never would have happened. There was obviously proof of concept immediately just by how much the audience clearly wanted it to happen, was ready to watch it. And as far as the buy-in from you know those behind the scenes, Buneman Murray, Viacom, MTV, Paramount, whoever you want to call it, whichever portion of the you know greater parent company you want to reference, clearly they not only bought into it, but they, they're putting a lot of stock in this thing. I mean, they just rebranded in the last couple months from, you know, CBS All Access into this Paramount Plus streaming service to compete in the streaming wars and this is kind of the show they're using as a big launching point for that streaming service and to have this show so out front in all the promotions using it as one of their first big 
products that they're going to put out there to try to help drive people to this new streaming service is a big, big deal and shows a lot, a lot of trust in that this show is going to be good and a lot of trust knowing in the challenge community, the challenge fans, um, all of us here that we're going to watch. <laughs> like if they're going to put this out there, we're going to find it. We're going to watch it. We're going to pay what we have to pay. So fully, you know, hats off again to Mark Long. Hats off to you guys, the fans, everyone out there that tweeted, that followed along, that, you know, pounded the tables for this to happen. It's absolutely incredible that it's happening in general, that it's happening this fast, and that only less than a year later, we're about to get to see this on our television screens. That is so, so cool. And that's kind of how we got to where we got to. And so now that we know how we got here, let's go ahead and actually dive on in to what we're about to watch. So now that the show is actually upon us, it's happening, we've seen the trailers, we know it's about to debut, uh, it is at least worth asking the question, is this a good idea? And how is this going to actually work? And how are we as challenge fans, and especially here at the Challenge Historian, how are we supposed to necessarily view this season compared to you know a regular season of the challenge? So let's take those kind of one by one here before we dive into real specifics of who's on the show and format and all that good stuff. Um, is it a good idea? Obviously, the answer for me is yes. I wouldn't be here doing this podcast if I didn't think this was an awesome idea. And obviously, everything we just talked about of getting it, um, how this came about, I was just as excited as all the other fans out there wanting this to happen the moment even heard of the idea. So I do think overall it's a resounding yes. It is a great idea. That does not necessarily mean, though, that it's 100% guaranteed success. I think it will be a massive success just because I trust both uh, Mark's vision for what he's bringing to the table from the producer side, having been the one that kind of put this together. I think he has been thinking about this for a long time and how to appropriately bring some of these people back and how to make a good show out of this and not just purely rely on the nostalgia of all of us challenge fans hearing we get to see these people again and then you know letting the product be what it is and i also have an immense amount of trust in the entire challenge production um, team all the people behind the scenes that are in charge of this show they're not going to put this out there without it being a really good product and so i think they're going to find the way to make this as good as it can be um, but it does not mean it's some guaranteed success just because the idea of it sounds so amazing. They're going to have a few things to kind of work through to make sure, you know, there's going to be some things that could trip them up. The biggest one for me watching the trailer and kind of seeing, uh, getting our real first glimpse of exactly what we're going to be receiving here was being a little nervous of, is this a, is this a real, you know, challenge season? Is this going to be you know, how similar is it going to be to the early seasons of the challenge versus what we have now with the, you know, there's a big gap in the physicality and uh, the kind of gameplay and everything. It was just, you know, the challenge has evolved so many times over the years that where are they going to fall on that spectrum of what kind of challenge we're getting? How, you know, serious are people going to be taking it? How crazy are the eliminations going to be? Are, like, are we going to see a hall brawl of, you know, two 40-plus, 50-plus-year-old people putting on pads and doing a hall brawl? All of that, they've kind of got to find walk a fine line of where it falls on that spectrum. 
But the other thing is just kind of the branding, the marketing of it. You know, the hashtag movement was always, we want OGs. The whole idea is, you know, we want the original people from early in the show, all the people we loved and followed immensely in the late 90s, 2000s, and even early 2010 range um, coming back into our lives. They've changed it. You know, they didn't use the OGs or we want OGs in the naming. They changed it to All Stars, which um, definitely makes makes sense and works. Uh, it's a little bit for me. The only thing that kind of doesn't work about is, well, one, hashtag we want OGs was just an amazing perfect branding it sounds awesome it's a great hashtag i totally understand it doesn't work to say the challenge we want ogs doesn't totally make sense as a as a, a season's name the way it made sense as a hashtag but um the challenge i thought it was always just going to be the challenge ogs and while you know maybe that doesn't roll off the tongue still nearly as well as challenge all stars um it was interesting that they at least decided to change it over to all stars that kind of makes me think of the other two kind of I put the challenge in a group with Survivor and Big Brother is kind of the big three reality competition shows that are the OGs kind of in that reality competition space and are still today, you know, the best of the best. In my opinion, I'm not nearly as big of a Survivor or Big Brother fan as I am the challenge, but do have a lot of love and respect for both of those programs. And I'm pretty sure I could be wrong in this, not being, you know, quite as devoted to those series as I am, but I feel pretty confident back when I was watching, especially Survivor, all the time, that the first time they ever used the All-Stars moniker was the first time they ever brought anyone back on the show. They had only done seasons with brand new cast, brand new cast, brand new cast, and they used the All-Star moniker to announce the first ever season where they would be returning cast members. And I'm a little bit less confident, but I think Big Brother potentially did the exact same thing using that All-Star moniker for that reason which does make a little sense then that the challenge, you know, this is bringing people back. However, just with a little difference of most of these people have been on many seasons. The challenge is a show that people return to over and over and over again. Um, but still works um, to call it all stars, but with the entire branding around it does leave a tiny bit to be desired or just is kind of where you kind of get into some of that question area. You know, we watch the trailer and we hear TJ, come over with the narration of these are the greatest of all time. We're going to prove who's the best of the best legend versus legend, all of that uh, kind of talk, which is partially true. So, you know, a lot of the people that have come back on here are some of the best of the best, some of the, you know, the biggest legends in the game, but a lot of the people aren't necessarily filling that particular title. Everyone coming back is someone who I think fans loved and deserves the title of OG in the, you know, challenge real world road rules, MTV universe, but trying to really nail that billing of what this is, what it's meant to be. Is it just fan favorites coming back that everyone loves Are how much are they going to hype up? You know, this is proven who's the best of the best. Uh, This is where legends face off. Well, you know, in that case, it isn't, you know, it's never probably, at least in this current form, who knows, maybe we'll get season after season and it'll build to a slightly different form that might adhere to that more. But, you know, if you're going to do a greatest of all time, obviously, you know, this needs to be bananas and CT going off against Mark Long on the male side and Cara Maria and Laurel and Emily and Evelyn and Susie and people like that going on 
the women's side if we're talking greatest of all time. Um, so it's definitely a mixture of all those things. So in the end, I think using the all-star moniker definitely, you know, works. It's just going to be, there's going to be a few times throughout the season. I can already expect where, you know, we might have to giggle a little bit at what TJ is told to say as far as, you know, what these people's status in the challenge world really was. But we do know they're at least all beloved people with all people we want to see on our television screen again. So we'll see how they kind of handle that throughout the full season. And as far as, you know, how we're going to look at this season, obviously, you know, we've seen the, seen the trailer. We have some expectation of what all it's going to encompass, but we do also know it's, I believe, nine or ten. They said nine episodes. It feels like there's going to be ten. They usually like to do even numbers. But either way, we knew coming in, whatever this is, it's going to be a much shorter uh, version of the challenge than the original one to help be able to get all these people back. It needs to take place in a much shorter time frame. Um, and so it's not, we know it's somewhere short of a full on regular season of the challenge. They have not chosen, you know, they're not referring to this as the challenge 37. This is not the next season in line, current season, double agents being the challenge 36. I'm sure they will whatever comes after double agents in you know the main challenge silo will probably be referred to as challenge 37. Um, so this isn't quite on par with the main ones. We know that for sure. Um, but I also feel pretty confident saying that while it's kind of in that spinoff category, it's still definitely going to be a huge level above the champs versus stars champs versus pros um, that we've had the three spinoffs of previously those truly are kind of spin-offs dumbed down lesser versions of the challenge um personally i you know you won't be hearing us on the his over the course of this podcast we'll never really be referring much to the champs for stars any stats we ever mention are never gonna you know include anything from that those are totally separate spin-off that i'm not sure has ever worked as well as it seemed like they maybe could have um, so the All-Stars definitely is going to fit somewhere between, you know, above the Champs for Star seasons, um, but not quite a full-on regular season of the challenge. We'll see, again, with, you know, the physicality, the intensity of it, how, you know, how much of a political, social aspect there really is, or if these people all are kind of more chill and take it a little less seriously amongst each other. Um, we'll see, and that'll kind of influence how how close it gets to feeling and being like a real season of the challenge. And then we also will see where it goes from here. We know we got the one season, and again, assuming it's going to be a big success, as much you know, uh, is Paramount and CBS MTV is all putting behind it. It seems like they think it's going to be a huge success. And Mark Long has come out and said this is not supposed to be some one-off thing. He envisions this as a you know, three, four, five, you know, forever running series of its own to the side of the regular challenge seasons, that this could be its own path of, you know, all-star seasons after seasons. Um, and I think even in an interview last week, he gave light to the idea of down the road, there could be some sort of, you know, we establish these all-stars. We have a few seasons with these older crew coming back, doing a few seasons in a row. And at some point, ramping that competition level up to the height of where there could be a crossover uh, current day challengers versus all-star challengers, you know, mega event. That would be really cool to see down the road. And at that point, then 
you know, it would definitely be counting as a full on, you know, challenge season if that ever happened. So we're going to, you know, here at the historian, we're going to regard it as its own separate brand of the challenge. And from the biggest thing for us is just kind of deciding from a statistical standpoint, you know, we, we keep the stats on everything here. You're going to be hearing a lot of stats and figures and records from the past. Uh, whenever we're talking about any of these people, any of these seasons, any of these episodes, anything here. And we, like we said before, we don't count anything from champs for stars spinoffs into any of these players stats, but I think we are going to have to count all stars. Um, you know, it's, it, we'll see a few episodes in, maybe we'll change our mind on that, but we're going into the season expecting that, you know, this is while it's its own kind of branch of the challenge universe, it, you know, it's going to count pretty much the same as uh, a regular challenge season would. That's how we're going to treat it for now. If we get a few episodes into the season and, you know, the competition just really isn't there and, you know, it's great to see everyone on TV, but, uh, you know, it's not quite living up to the challenge name, then maybe we'll revert on that decision. But for now, uh, we're going to treat this, you know, like its own separate thing, but uh, separate but equal, um, I guess, is the best way to put it. All right, so it is time to move into looking at this cast, breaking it down, seeing who we got coming back into our lives. We've got 22 for sure OGs, all-stars coming back. There's rumors there may be a few more people waiting in the wings, either as, you know, alternates or if someone gets hurt or COVID problems, or maybe we'll see some mercenaries, who knows. But we know for sure 22 people will be competing on this season of All-Stars. We are going to go through each one, one by one, give every one of them a shout out and cover just the high level, what their challenge resume is up to this point try to give a brief update on where they might be now in life. And by that, and I mean, I, you know, tried to find all of them on Instagram and took their word for whatever's in their profile, whatever I could glean from a few recent pictures to see what these people are up to today. So we'll give you the full rundown, all 22 people. We will go in order from those who have been on the least amount of challenges to those who have been on the most amount of challenges. So that's the order we're going to do. And we're going to get right on into it. I promise to try to keep this as brief as possible. I'm, I could easily go on talking about all of these people for hours and hours. And we're going to have plenty of time as we go episode by episode to kind of check in and dive a little deeper on each individual person as they kind of have their different moments or spotlights on the episode. So we'll keep these as mostly as brief. There's a few favorites of mine that I might talk about a little longer. So let's go ahead and get started. And first competitor we've got first OG all-star coming back is Arissa, Arissa Hill, real world Las Vegas alum, original show. One season of the challenge to her name, Battle of the Sexes 2, where she did not win, so no titles, did make the finals, one finals to her name. Three daily challenge wins, never saw an elimination, zero for zero in her elimination record, which will be a theme across some of these early competitors we talk about. We're on early seasons of the challenge where the eliminations weren't, um, didn't exist in the form we know them today. So there's a handful of people on this show who, while they're, you know, challenged legends in, in their own right, have never actually seen an elimination, which will be interesting to see how they take on. 
Arissa, known for kind of reputation of being a bit of a firecracker, really bringing it outsized personality, a um, lot of energy to her. Nowadays, coming back to us, 41 years old, uh, listed as a cannabis chef and educator. So maybe, uh, you know, with that cannabis background, maybe he's calmed down, mellowed out a little bit. We'll, we'll see. But the main thing she's known for, not a huge uh, challenge resume to speak of, but just being a part of an iconic real-world season, real-world Las Vegas, one of the best seasons, one of the best cast. She was a valuable member and big fan favorite of that cast, which a few other Las Vegas alums will be uh, will be being discussed here shortly as coming back to All-Stars as well. So that's competitor one, Arissa coming back to us. Now we move on. Number two, Kendall from Road Rules Campus Crawl. Kendall Shepard won season of the challenge, the Inferno, one championship, one final, both obviously on that Inferno season. Ten daily challenge wins, 1-0 in eliminations. Mostly known for, she was kind of one of the original people who got labeled as the, you know, fun, just here to have a good time, not taking it all serious, but then was able to uh, shed that label, win in that elimination, the big kind of memorable elimination, the brick by brick, I believe it was called, versus Leah, where they had to carry a big pile of bricks from one side of a balance beam to the other back and forth, you know, shed that label, proved herself physically, and that she was there to compete, went on to win in the finals. One of a handful of people in challenge history who is a one-and-done champion, one season, one title, never again. So we'll see if she can keep the perfect record intact here on All-Stars. Coming back to us at 41 years old, a nurse, a mother, and according to her Instagram, a Pokemon trainer. Still, um, I don't know if that's still a thing 20 years later, but maybe it's just another nostalgia play. Maybe we'll get some Pokemon references out of her to really kick up that nostalgia even more. But that is Kendall, our second competitor, and our second of three people who only has the one prior challenge season. And that brings us to our third of those, Tecumseh Holmes the third, a.k.a. Tech. Tech is back, and man, am I happy for this. One of the all-time didn't get enough of that person people in the challenge universe. So this is kind of the good side in my mind of, you know, the reason why maybe this isn't actually the greatest of all times, the most decorated challengers of all times, but is just the OGs, the all-stars, the people we want to see back on our screen. Tech is an amazing example of that. Just the biggest personality, the greatest guy. Everyone loves him. Such good television. And so thrilled to have him back. He has the one season of the challenge to his name, Challenge 2000 Season 3. Did not win, did make the finals, so one finals, three daily challenge wins, and zero for zero in the eliminations. Another one who has never seen an elimination uh, in any form, especially not the form we now know them today. And reputation, again, just the best guy. Huge personality, tons and tons of fun, great interview. Um, you know, never got enough of him before. So he's coming back to us, thankfully, 45 years old, now a working DJ, has been, seems to be working in the film world ever since being on reality television, so both behind the scenes and front of the camera, has been kind of in that entertainment world. So a big expectation for Tech coming in. I don't know how he's going to do as the actual competition goes, but it, big expectations for him to be able to, one of the people, you know, in the interviews, to be able to step right back in, like he never missed a beat and entertain us and make us smile, make us laugh. Love to see Tech back. Moving on now, we'll go to the people 
The next on the list, we have a group of three who have all seen three previous challenges. We'll start with Yazella Delgado from originally Road Rules The Quest. Three seasons of the challenge to her name. Most recently, The Gauntlet 2, season 11. No titles, no finals appearances, two daily challenge wins, 0-1 in eliminations, and one DQ quit to her name. Yazella is an interesting one coming back. Well, her kind of reputation was uh, the opposite. You know, Kendall, we mentioned, was the one that was kind of there for the experience, but shed that label and showed how serious she was taking it and that she should be, you know, taken seriously as a competitor. Yazella got that label and more earned that label, just there for the party, wanted to have fun, wasn't taking the game as seriously. And most notably, uh, for me at least, not the season she actually did just quit and leave, but on the Gauntlet 2. She got put into an elimination, and while she technically competed, she didn't compete very hard. She pretty much gave up, and that was TJ Lavin's very first season and our very first introduction to TJ hating quitters. He let her have it, and (laughs) that's honestly her most memorable moment on the show. So coming into this now, 40 years old, a mother, seems to be doing some modeling, unsure really otherwise, career-wise, what all is going on. She has an awesome Instagram account. She's big on social platforms, but keeps it more just personal fun and a little bit of modeling type stuff. Um, doesn't have a huge glimpse into what might be going on in her life. Otherwise, um, expectations are kind of low, but at the same time, you know, who knows if she's someone who didn't take it all that seriously the first time around, if she's willing to come back after all these years, you would assume she's probably doing it to maybe prove a little bit of something. Maybe she's the one that comes in taking it as serious or more serious than anyone else. So kind of an underdog for me, that's probably going to fly under the radar of uh, other competitors, not taking her too serious, but with herself likely taking it super serious, maybe she could, uh, you know, have a little bit of a dark horse run here. Moving on. We've got our fifth all-star OG coming back. Latarian Wallace road rules, maximum velocity to her original show. Three seasons of the challenge, most recently season seven, the gauntlet, zero titles, one final for Latarian in Extreme Challenge, 13 daily challenge wins, and he is 0-1 in elimination, so he's only been in one, one time lost it to Alton in a climbing elimination, losing to Alton in a climbing elimination, we'll talk about here briefly when we get to Alton, who is thankfully also coming back, but no shame there, Uh, might even be a moment to be proud of just to be on the playing field with Alton in that scenario. Reputation for Latarian, a little bit quiet, a little bit serious, but he was one of those original athletes that kind of popped off the screen before the days of this challenge being the super athletic endeavor. He was kind of one of the people that stood out that probably could have done well if he you know, was on the show 10 seasons later, 20 seasons later, could have still held his own as the show got more competitive and more athletic-based. Today, coming in, don't know the exact age. I would peg him around somewhere in the mid-40s just based on... Uh, looks and uh, where the others that he would have been on cast previously where their ages land. He is a fitness and lifestyle trainer and definitely still is looking the part on that athletic side. Uh, Big bulky guy who is definitely going to be someone to deal with if the eliminations are as physical as on a regular season of the challenge. That's Latarian. Moving on, we then have Yes Duffy coming back into our lives. Possibly, it's hard to say, I think, maybe the one who has been off of our television screens the longest, second longest. Tech has technically been the longest drought. Tech last season, the third season, Challenge 2000. Yes, three seasons to his name most recently, season six, Battle of the Sexes. So it has been a while since we've seen Tech, or excuse me, since we've seen Yes. 
One title to his name, one finals appearance. That was the Challenge 2000 where he won. Five daily challenge wins, has never seen an elimination before. Reputation-wise, yes, his reputation is just being the guy named, yes, Duffy. Uh, another beloved guy. Everyone kind of likes him, but as far as his challenge resume and goes, not a whole lot there, not a ton of me- super memorable moments, standout things. So he'll still be kind of trying to set that legacy and reputation here on all stars coming back to us also unknown age. I would again, peg probably somewhere in the forties, uh, mid to late, who knows? Uh, but he is an architect with his own architecture firm, an activist seems to be doing a lot. Love to see that he's able to find the time to come back into our lives. So that's yes. Duffy next up, we've got ACE Amerson ACE coming Back, original show, Real World Paris, part of an iconic season and cast, Real World Paris. Ace has done four challenges before, most recently the challenge Inferno 3, season 14. No titles, one finals appearance in the Inferno 3, 12 daily challenge wins, and Ace is 0-2 in elimination, so never had that elimination victory. Reputation-wise, while he eventually did on his fourth and last season, the Inferno 3, make it to the finals. Previous to that, he was kind of the fun guy, party guy that everyone liked but never could move far enough into a true alliance that he always ended up being the one everyone kind of regrettably put into elimination or voted out very early in all of his seasons. So that guy everyone likes, but just not quite enough or just doesn't maybe play the political game enough that while he might be friends with everyone, isn't quite making strong enough alliances to get himself further in the game. So we'll see if he can change that coming around again. That is ace. Now, We've got a big one after Ace, a big one, a big fan favorite of mine personally. Alton is back, the greatest athlete of all time, not just challenged, all-time period in the world. Alton, God, he is just such an amazing athletic specimen. Coming back to us originally from the real world Las Vegas, the second of three uh, Las Vegas alumni making their return to our screens with All-Stars. He has done four seasons of the challenge, the Gauntlet, Gauntlet 2, Inferno 3, and most recently, Season 23, Battle of the Seasons 2. He has one title. That was the Gauntlet 2, three finals appearances, 23 daily challenge wins, and he is 5-1 and one in eliminations. And as far as his reputation, I said it right when I said his name, just an incredible, incredible physical specimen, an athlete. His most memorable moment for me uh, that really stands out is on the gauntlet, too. He went up against Adam King in a climbing elimination where it was a it was a net that they each had to climb from opposite sides, so kind of against each other. Climb up this net, first to grab a flag about 20 feet up, and it is one of the most impressive athletic things I have ever seen. The moment TJ blows the horn, Alton is just, he's at the top instantly. It's almost, it's like they'd completely edited just to say, oh, it starts, here's the end. They just skipped the actual competition. But no, it's because the competition only took about two to three seconds flat. He flies up this thing. Um, Now coming back to us, 41 years old, no idea what this guy is up to. He's not on social platforms. Seems to be a very, you know, keeps to himself kind of person, isn't in the spotlight. So Amazed to have him back as far as looking at his, you know, the photos, the cast bio photos they have put out still looks to be in just as great a shape as ever, just a few years older. So high expectations from him on the physical side of things Uh, may with the advanced age of some of the cast here have a bit of an advantage on that physical side. Moving on, we then are at Kellyanne Judd, Kellyanne, real world Sydney alum, 
four challenges to her name, Islands, Ruins, Bloodlines, and most recently, Rivals 2. So she's been on a little bit more recent than most of the other competitors here. Never got that championship. Does have one finals appearance in the Ruins and has a record, albeit not a great one. Has one daily challenge win out of 23 tries, a 4% daily challenge win rate, the lowest of any challenger in history that has been on more than one season of the show. She is very good in eliminations, though, five and three overall in eliminations, and known for being an absolute killer challenge competitor across the board, five-tool player, you know, romantically was involved with Kahuta and Wes and always kind of had something going on there. Kind of sneaky top tier athlete on the female side. She had a bit of a temper that could be brought out, you know, getting some of the uh, fights amongst the house, things like that. So she was kind of doing it all, bring it all from all levels, the show, the sport, every bit of it. Kellyanne was just an absolute all-star in every meaning of the word. Coming back to us now, one of the younger competitors coming back in, 34 years old. Main thing we can glean from her nowadays is she's a super devoted dog mom and animal lover. It's about all we can get from her social profiles, but she does have multiple of them for herself and for her different dogs and animals. So that is Kellyanne. Definitely high expectations for her on the female side of things. She's going to be one of the favorites early on until we know exactly how the game's going to work, exactly how physical it's going to be um, just from the youth side and the athleticism side and being one that was always willing to play the social political game and did so pretty well. Definitely see her as someone to be reckoned with on the female side of the all-star seasons. Next, we've got Nehemiah, original from Real World Austin, Nehemiah Clark, four seasons of the challenge, dual gauntlet three, dual two rivals. Most recently, that was season 21. He has one championship and one finals appearance. That was gauntlet three. He has five daily challenge wins and is three and three in eliminations. And I would say Nehemiah, most known for being kind of that good, not great competitor across the board, you know, was always one of the better athletes, but not in that top tier class was pretty good socially, politically, but not quite in that top tier where, you know, he'd fall just short in most of the seasons. Um, his best moment for sure was that season of the gauntlet three, where he won really stepped up, proved himself in a big way. He was the most reliable male on the rookies team that ended up going on to get that win. And that season's where he got two, maybe in all three of his elimination wins. Um, and I also just have written down here, oddly enough, he's the only real-world Austin cast member that anyone kind of liked originally coming into the Challenge House. For some reason, the Austin cast, which all seven of them saw a challenge at some point in their day, were targeted immediately the first few seasons that any Austin cast members were on the show. And Nehemiah was the only one that people kind of uh, let that slide and actually got to know him and liked him a little bit. So. That was always kind of a thing I remembered about him as well. But Nehemiah coming back, 35 years old, nowadays resides in Kansas City with his best bud, Wes Bergman, other challenge legend. He does a lot in the videography, film, production space, some of that with Wes on some other kind of challenge-related side projects, especially during quarantine. They did a big project featuring a bunch of challenge in real-world alumni, uh, friends with benefits that you can go check out. I think, I don't know why you're all, if it's just on YouTube or where all you can find that, but watched a few episodes. It was pretty cool. So Nehemiah doing a lot there in Kansas City with his bud, Wes, coming back to us on season of the All-Stars. Then we've got Ruthie. Ruthie from Real World Hawaii. Four seasons of the challenge. Uh, most recently, the Duel 2 season 17. Never got that championship. Did make the finals once in Battle of the Sexes 
uh, Battle Sexes 1, and nine daily challenge wins to her name, one and two in eliminations. Reputationally, Ruthie, both a bit of a wild child. That was more of a reputation from her season of the real world where she very memorably had to leave the season mid season to go to rehab and then came back by the end of the season was appeared back on the last few episodes, um, which was just kind of a crazy thing to have happen, but was, you know, one of the reasons that season was a very memorable one, a lot going on on the real world. Hawaii that year, as far as her challenge reputation, she is she and Derek uh, K, who we'll talk about later, kind of the female and male equivalent of each other, where the undersized, scrappy pit bull, all the heart in the world, never going to quit. And while you might be able to beat them just on size and strength or whatever, they're not going to let it happen easy. They're going to fight for every last inch. And her most memorable season for sure was that Battle of the Sexes season where she made the finals and where she was definitely the dominant female of that season. Um, wasn't taking it from anyone else was definitely, you know, really showed out, showed that physical side, showed all that heart, that pit bull mentality. So that is Ruthie coming back to us 43 years old. And ever since being on these, being on the screen on these reality shows, she's actually now been behind the scenes on many producing on shows like bad girls club and big brother, and also doing some speaking and motivational talks on sobriety and talking about her journey with that. Um, and so, We'll see what we get from Ruthie, you know, coming back in, knowing that she's been on that uh, sobriety journey all these years later, knowing that she's been behind the camera on reality shows. We'll see, you know, those kind of play into where her personality and her energy levels may have shifted a bunch from kind of the wild child we knew from back in the day. But yet she's also been on the production side of these reality shows, knows what makes for good television. So a uh, complete question mark in my mind, what kind of we're going to get from Ruthie, but Love to see her back. Definitely a great addition to the cast. Next up, we've got Trishelle. Trishelle coming back, real-world Las Vegas alum, the third of those three that we've mentioned. She has been on four seasons of the challenge before, The Gauntlet, Inferno, Battle Seasons 2, and most recently, Rivals 2. No titles, one finals on Battle of the Seasons 2. Six daily challenge wins, two and two in eliminations. Does have a DQ quit to her record. Trishelle, definitely known for the verbal altercations. While she did uh, plenty well enough, especially making that finals, had a good run there on Ballad Seasons 2, ended up getting second place. Her and Dustin at the end were left from their season, took second place on that season. Um, so has competed well on the physical side, but her reputation all is about just the verbal arguments, the verbal assaults. Um, her and Coral and Mike back on Inferno had a huge, huge blowout, very memorable blowout, but that wasn't the only one. And so we'll see coming back to 40 at 41 years old. She's been doing a lot since we've last seen her on, you know, the MTV screens, uh, professional poker player successfully at times, um, been doing some modeling posts for Playboy, been on some other reality television shows. So while it hasn't been the challenge or um, challenge universe, Show she has been out there in the reality world, so she's gonna maybe be a little bit more comfortable being back behind the cameras um, than maybe some of the other competitors that we've got coming here. We'll see if she's calmed down at all. If we're gonna get that old school Trishel, you know, letting people have it left and right, or you know, maybe if she's tempered a little more in her older age, which is kind of not just for her but the whole cast. We kind of have that question mark of a lot of these people were ones that were willing to really let other people have it, get in those verbal altercations. 
if, you know, being the older age, being a little bit more mature, having, you know, real lives outside the show for all this time, if that's going to temper that down or if maybe those things have just been hidden under under the shell and now that they're getting a chance to go back into an area that allows for it and kind of wants that, maybe it'll come back out. So that is Trishel. We'll move on then to our tied for the youngest competitor coming back in, and that is John A. Mannion. John A. from Real World Cancun, five seasons of the challenge, most recently Battle of the X's 2, season 26. Never won a title, never made a final. Furthest she ever got was the last elimination before the final in Battle of the Seasons. She has six daily challenge wins, is two and six in eliminations. Reputation-wise, fiery, kind of undersized, but really proved herself in the physical competitions as having a lot more strength and heart than might uh, think at first glance. Most memorably for me was her season on Rivals with Jasmine. Her and Jasmine were just such good television. Two of on that entire season, two of the best interviews, if not the two best interviews behind the scenes. They got that's where they got a couple daily challenge wins and an elimination win or two as big upsets and just let the house know. Uh, you know, had the best time after those wins. Definitely made a name for themselves. So, John A coming back, like I had mentioned at the beginning. The uh, youngest one coming back, 32 years old, is now married with kids. And outside of those kids and kind of the family life, there isn't a lot to be gleaned from her social channels at this time. So we will see, maybe find out a little bit more about what else she's been up to between seasons. But coming back in as one of the younger competitors into this season of All-Stars, which we'll see if how much of an advantage that is, but definitely one who has been on much, you know, her seasons of the challenge were much more recent and much more like the you know present day version of the challenge that we have. So from a social political strategy standpoint, maybe has a little bit of an upper hand having been through more recent versions of the challenge than a lot of the other cast members. So that's John A. Moving on. Next up, we've got Cyrus coming back, a true OG of OG. Cyrus from Real World Boston, five seasons of The Challenge, most recently season 18, The Ruins. He has one title on Extreme Challenge, two finals appearances, 23 daily challenge wins, and is one and two in elimination rounds. Cyrus was always one of those just outsized characters that everyone loved, had swagger for days, and while he did pretty well, competition one, you know, has the one championship, has the two finals appearances. Sadly, you know, for him is, you know, much of a bummer as it might be the most iconic memorable moment he was a part of. He was on the losing end of a very memorable elimination beach brawl gauntlet to him versus Derek, basically an act, a straight up just wrestling match where they had to get oiled up and push each other out of a ring, a kind of precursor to what would eventually be a pole wrestle um, this one, not holding on to anything, just a straight up who can push the other one out of a small ring first. And memorably, Derek, super undersized versus Cyrus, knocking him back and out and getting that win. So sorry that we got to mention that is the most memorable moments for you, Cyrus, but an awesome guy. One of the others that I'm just so happy to get to see on our screens again, makes for great television. 
knows how to be entertaining, has a very charming, charismatic personality. Coming back to us, one of the oldest competitors coming back, 49 years old. Currently, he's got his own clothing line. He's been doing some acting and consulting on the television side, so he's still been in this entertainment world ever since. And is definitely one from the trailer and kind of the intros and the little bit we've seen leak out on social media uh, is maybe taking this as seriously. Really does want to you know establish a legacy um, in the world of the challenge. So big expectations for Cyrus coming back. That feels like he thinks he's got a bit more to prove, and uh, definitely believe he's going to be able to possibly prove that. So that's Cyrus. Next up, we've got Eric Big Easy Banks. Big Easy back in the house. The only person on this season of All-Stars that isn't originally from a real world or road rules uh, season. The only one that's from Fresh Meat was his first ever season, but from Challenge alum only outside of any other shows. He was on six seasons of the Challenge. Original one, Fresh Meat. Battle of the Seasons 2, season 23, was his last time that we've seen him on the challenge playing field. He has no championship, one finals appearance in the gauntlet, three, 13 daily challenge wins. He is four and five in elimination rounds. And most known for reputation, Big Easy style. Just living Big Easy style, being that laid back life of the party, always there for a good time, always going to make it a good time. If it's a party's happening and it's not as good of a party as it can be, Big Easy's going to make it a damn good party. Most memorably, though, it, it does have to be said, the biggest moment of his challenge career was that Gauntlet 3 final where all season long his team kind of questioned, should we be keeping this guy around? Is he going to be able to compete? And once we get to a final, is he going to physically hold up? And memorably, he you know, sadly did not Pass out in the middle of the final ambulance calls of one of the maybe the scariest moment in all of challenge history. There's been some pretty scary injuries and in, uh, medical situations over the years here and there, but his was one of the ones where it, it, you know he looked he looked bad. It looked like he almost died in the middle of the final. Uh, that medical DQ while his team went on to finish the final uh, DQ'd the entire team very memorably and cost some other people a uh, you know their first or another title to their name so we'll see coming back at 39 what big easy's got in the tank nowadays as a marketing and event promoter and producer kind of turn that big easy lifestyle into a career which is awesome to see um, on the you know producing events um, promoting events on that side he has it looks like He's come out and said he's lost 90, almost 100 pounds in the last few years. So he's been really committing to that physical side of life and definitely coming in a little bit trimmer. And But still fully expect to be, while he was always a little bit of the bigger guy, he was always the twinkle toes. We, you know, we, Everyone would always comment he could move around a lot better than you would think, was a lot better in the physical competitions than you kind of expect. It was just that endurance side that kind of cost him there a couple times in his career. So we'll see if he's got that in the bag now. That is Big Easy blessing us again with Big Easy style. I can't wait for the first cocktail hour party night one of this season. I can only expect that Big Easy is going to be making sure they kick things off in proper OG old school challenge style. Very excited for that. Moving on from him, we come to the godfather himself, 
He was mentioned earlier on this pod in a long way because he is the one we're responsible for making this whole thing happen. That is Mark Long. Of course, obviously, if he's going to put this thing together, he's going to be competing on it. Mark Long, originally from 1995's Road Rules First Adventure, 26 years later now, just incredible. Six seasons of The Challenge plus one season as co-host of The Challenge. Most recently was on season 22, Battle of the Exes, which was his second time coming out of retirement and then re-retiring. He's now coming out of retirement for the third time, breaking all kinds of records there. He has two championships, four finals appearances, 25 daily challenge wins. He is 0-1 in eliminations, both because few of the seasons he was on was you know pre-eliminations before they had them and then seasons with them um, he was always so good at the social political side that he didn't find himself in almost any eliminations only ended up there one time did lose it reputation he's the godfather he's the godfather of the challenge uh, of reality tv in general was one of the first big iconic characters to come out of the reality television world and obviously again he's responsible for this whole damn thing even happening so Big expectations for him. He was always known as, you know, very proud of his body that he always liked to say made of twisted steel. I can only expect that we're going to hear twisted steel come out of his mouth a couple of times. It better come out of his mouth a couple of times. Deservings to because from the photos, he's still he's still made out of twisted steel. He is jacked up like never before looking absolutely spectacular at 49 years of age, tied with Cyrus for the second oldest people coming back to us and obviously huge expectations for him. You know, it would make sense if he wins this season, he's the one to put it all together. Who knows how, you know, he's a producer behind the scenes. He's the one to put it together. Maybe that'll, you know, he'll have some advantages here, there. I definitely think social politically, you know, my money's on him to win just from the fact that he's the one that contacted each one of these people individually, brought them back in, obviously has relationships with all of these people. They all look to him and are probably appreciative of him giving them this opportunity to come back, have some fun, make some money. So maybe that plays against him. Maybe early on, everyone recognizes that. They try to get him out early or what I think is going to end up happening. I think he's in for the finals one way or the other. And if he's going to not win, it's going to be because someone beats him in a final because I think they're all going to kind of allow him almost as they should to uh, skate along without much controversy coming towards him. So that's Mark Long, the Godfather. And next up, another absolute challenge legend. We've got Beth. Beth is back. And this is one of the people that if this show is going to happen, they had to get Beth. She was almost a requirement perfect, perfect person to come back into our lives, originally from real world Los Angeles, but made her reputation on the challenge seven seasons, most recently the gauntlet three, never got that win, did make one finals on season two, uh, real world road rules challenge, 17 daily challenge wins, two and two in eliminations, but has also quit twice, famously twice, two-time quitter, threatened to quit some other times, um, is kind of reputationally known as Sneaky good competitor that, you know, she both was beloved, but also everyone hated her at the same time. One of the original heels of the challenge universe, but yet it kind of seemed like everyone, you know, hated her in the seasons, but then off, off the show, everyone loved her. She had, you know, great friendships with a lot of the people and was definitely a hard out as much as people wanted to get her out on the seasons. It usually was kind of forcing her to quit by a little kind of mean girl type of stuff happening in the house against her. But when she got thrown in eliminations, you know, two and two proved herself there, proved herself in some daily 
competitions. Coming back, she is the oldest competitor coming back into our field, 52 years young, married with some kids, is founded and is CEO of a cosmetics company. So definitely a very busy career, excited that she was able you know, similar to her in Yes, um, and we talked about earlier with his architecture firm, she with the CEO for cosmetic companies, it pays to be the boss. You can maybe work around that schedule a little bit better, be able to take a few weeks off to go film a television show, and man, are we happy that she's able to because, like we said before, she she's one of the staples. There's three or four people that if they were going to do this show, the first season of it, OG's All-Stars, bringing people back, Beth really had to be one. She was one of the original big-time characters in the challenge world and one of the original people that wasn't because she was just winning every single challenge. It was because of her character, her personality, her interviews, the drama she brought with her, everything included in it. Awesome, awesome challenge. Legend Beth is coming back into our lives and we couldn't be more happy. Now, moving on from her, we've got five people left here. We'll get through them as quickly as we can, but they all deserve our time and attention as well. Jemmy is next up. Jemmy Carroll coming in from Real World New Orleans 2010, the second time they went to Real World New Orleans. She is tied with Jeanne that we mentioned earlier as the youngest pe- person coming back in at 32 years old. She's been on seven seasons of the challenge, most recently season 32, Final Reckoning. So her challenge career is definitely the latest in the challenge run of anyone here. Um, There's a few people who have been on more recent uh, seasons that we're about to talk about here. But as far as the group of her seasons were definitely the most recent from 23 to 32 were the seven seasons she took part in. Never got a title, did make one finals in Rivals 2. Excuse me, there are four daily challenge wins, two and five in elimination. Known for being one of those people who... Maybe didn't quite have it on the physical side, but definitely brought an A-plus social and political game, knew how to ingratiate herself with a bunch of different groups of people, knew how to befriend people, knew how to build alliances, and so always was one that maybe not viewed very strong on the physical side of things, but was able to navigate the game via the political and social factors and get herself deep into many seasons, including that one finals, but never could quite get that challenge championship. Most memorable moment I do, I can't can't talk about Jemmy without bringing up the infamous catch-up incident. Jemmy is terrified of catch-up. If you may remember, her uh, partner at the time, I believe it was on Rivals, uh, or no, it was on the Battle of the X's season where she was paired up with Knight. Rest in peace to Knight, one of the challengers we have lost over the years. But we found out Jemmy was horrified of catch-up and uh, potentially mustard too, but definitely catch-up. And there was a big catch-up fight where everyone was trying to spray her with it. A horrible moment for her personally, but it was kind of a hilarious and memorable moment from that season of the show. Again, she is coming back as the youngest, or tied for the youngest person, 32. And really, we, you know, same as we talked about with Jeanne, having been on so many more recent seasons of this, and especially having had that super strong political social game on those recent seasons. Feels like she's got a big advantage coming into this, understanding how the game is currently played, understanding the strategy side, and you know having that youth on her side as well. She's got a few things going in her favor coming in from the start. I expect her to kind of be near the top of our power rankings on early going on the female side. So that's Jemmy. We've got four left. We move on to Darrell. 
Darrell, who, while absolute OG, absolute legend from the early days, is uh, very familiar to us still today as he's right now competing on Double Agents, most current season, which will be his 10th season of the show, or ninth season, excuse me, Double Agents is his, marks his ninth season of the show. Um, he has four championships to his name, four finals appearances, those being Gauntlet, Inferno, Inferno 2, and Fresh Meat. He went four for four right out the gate. He's got 36 daily challenge wins. He is five and four in elimination rounds, and his reputation is as the first ever GOAT of the challenge. I think he came in, went four for four right out the bat, was good socially and politically, and was great physically, went four for four, four titles. He was the first person to ever kind of pick up that moniker of the GOAT of the challenge, which he's since kind of receded from that conversation as, you know, you start out four for four, and then you do five more without winning, and you kind of drop back a little bit in the rankings, we will talk well down the road. There will be some separate episodes where we discuss who is, in fact, the greatest of all time, what different versions of that uh, could be talked about and discussed, who holds different types of titles. But he's definitely one of the best that's ever done it. Nine seasons in, coming back now, 41 years old, boxing trainer, uh, married with kids, but mostly career-wise has really dived back into the challenge universe, being on double agents right now. He had been on Dirty 30 and Invasion, um, so it kind of made his own little comeback there, making another comeback on Double Agents, and now crossing over into the All-Star universe. He is one of two people with Anissa, who we'll talk about momentarily, who is going to be kind of simultaneously on both shows, which is very interesting, both how much of an advantage it gives them to be you know, right in the thick of things, coming from one show to the other, ready to do this stuff, but also... Um, for the, the show at large, we talked about earlier how you know the show is going to match up all-star seasons versus regular seasons of the show. Um, and it's very smart, it feels like, of them to bring two people who, while they're on the regular seasons of the show right now, over into the all-star world with Darrell and Anissa, to bring in people who are guaranteed going to be good you know, on camera, in the interviews, understand the game, be able to help kind of facilitate the game. It's no... it's. Uh, it's very obvious why Darrell and Anissa are those two people. They are two of the great interviews in, you know, regardless of how they do in the actual challenge itself. They're two great interviewers, producers, best friends on the show that know how the whole show works, what makes for a good challenge season, what makes for a good episode, a good moment. So it makes a lot of sense that they kind of limited it to just the cup, two people coming over, crossing over, being in both versions of the show at the same time, and that they picked those specific two people. Darrell definitely is a heavy favorite on the male side, I would say, just from still bringing it physically, still knows the game in and out, um, and is still trying to kind of reclaim that status of, like, I am actually one of the greatest to ever do it and one of solidifying his, uh, you know, status is maybe on that Mount Rushmore of challengers in that conversation for GOAT. Moving on, we have three people left all True, true, true OGs. This next one, we mentioned with Beth. Beth had to be here. The other person that absolutely, in my mind, had to be coming back to make this the best possible show it could be was Katie Cooley. Um, Katie, coming back from the real world, or excuse me, Road Rules of the Quest original show, nine seasons of the challenge, most recently on season 20, Cutthroat. Used to be Katie Doyle, I should say. You might remember as Katie Doyle, now Katie Cooley. Um, Katie had 
huge impact on the challenge. One championship to her name, two finals appearances. That win was on the Inferno. 35 daily challenge wins, three and six in eliminations. And her reputation was just being that absolute ball of energy. Never knew what you were going to get. A lot of fights, a lot of throwing, smashing stuff, famously banging on a twin bed with a plunger during one of her verbal altercations. And also is one of the original people who just it's a thing I really love about the challenge is the competitors that like to cool off with a cigarette outside. Um, you know, not, we're not going to ever be condoning smoking here on the challenge historian by any means, but always love and is almost unanimously correlated with the people who step outside and have a smoke usually are some of the people who have the best verbal fights, who throw some of the best insults, um, around who stir the pot really, really well in a good way on this show. Katie was always great TV, always brought it for being one of the undersized competitors, was hard to eliminate, always kind of overlooked a bit, but proved herself a few different times throughout the games, got that one title, made those two finals. Coming back to us now, 41 years old, married, has some children, so big family life going on, and is now an interior designer. Um, so... A uh, lot going on career-wise, family-wise, but again, she was such a fixture of those first, you know, kind of 10 to 15 to 20 seasons of the challenge, that kind of second phase of the challenge from the original thing as they started to kind of figure out between seasons 5 and 15 to 20, they really figured out what the show was. She was a staple of those seasons. It was always great television, very entertaining, a great competitor. So having Katie back felt like one of the couple essential people and very glad that they were able to make that happen. We've got two people left second to last here, 10 challenges to his name. And as mentioned earlier, the OG of not just OG on the challenge, but an OG of the challenge media sphere and podcast sphere. That is Derek, Derek Kaczynski road rules, extreme original show, 10 seasons of the challenge. Most recently made a comeback on Dirty 30, made it all the way to the finals, which was his fifth finals appearance. He has three challenge titles, which was a three-peat. They won them all in a row, Inferno 3, Islands, Ruins. He's got 43 daily challenge victories. He is 9-5 and five in eliminations, and he is known for being the toughest, baddest mother effort in the room. All the heart, more heart than anyone we've seen. We mentioned earlier with Cyrus is, you know, most famous moment being a loss to Derek in that undersized wrestling match beach brawl that Derek won. He's just a little pit bull. He's he's never gonna stop. He's never gonna quit. He's gonna bring it everything he's got. And as one of the people who's been a little more active, both obviously with the podcast these days, as you know, the OG of the challenge media sphere. He's very involved with the show while not having actually been appearing on that many seasons. So he's got that big advantage of knowing this game in and out, having amazing relationships with all these people. Most of these people have appeared on his podcast talking about their challenge days. And so expect expectations are through the roof for Derek and also having you know, Ben following him a little bit more closely than some of these other people because I'm a big fan of his pod. I also am very well aware that our guy Derek, who's always brought it physically for sure, was always an athlete. Um, he's no longer necessarily one of the smallest guys. Might, Height-wise, might be still smaller, but dude is looking jacked and swole these days. He's been getting after it for sure in the gym. So while he was a physical player, 
through and through before. He's bringing even more physicality this time around, coming back to us 37 years old. And again, obviously, uh, main thing right now outside of the challenge is that he's not outside the challenge. He's firmly in the middle of it, not on the seasons, but as the host of Challenge Mania podcast, great pod that you should check out, um, do, does events, is a part of lots of different promotional stuff on the MTV side, on the challenge side. So very much a major fixture of this world from the beginning all the way through to today, as is our final competitor to shout out here. That is Anissa. Anissa originally from Road Rules Chicago, another one of those absolutely iconic seasons. She was one of the biggest reasons why on Real World Chicago she has done 14 seasons of the challenge, two dates, most recently the current one airing right now, Double Agents. She has zero titles, two finals appearances in the Duel 2 and Gauntlet 2, 25 daily challenge wins. She is 11 and 12 in elimination rounds. She has seen thir- or 20, man, I can't do math at all. 11, 12 adds up to 13, sure. 23 eliminations, one of the most decorated elimination round competitors we've ever seen and is a tough out every single season. Reputation-wise, she's she's the OG. I mean, her reputation at this point is the, the kind of female OG that's still around. We've got, you know, on the normal seasons of the show, you got Bananas, CT, and Wes, and now Darrell, too, is kind of the old heads. On the male side, Anissa is the female old head OG that's still hanging around, still competing hard with all the new younger crews, teaching them all what the challenge is all about. But her outside of just that, her main reputation in the show is absolutely fierce competitor to be reckoned with on the daily challenge and elimination side. Incredibly difficult to beat, but hasn't always been able to uh, translate that to any finals victory. Still is seeking out that first challenge championship. And most famously of all, we're not going to recount them all right here and now, but Anissa is one of those, you know, in other other sports you might talk about cursed fan bases or you know most uh most tortured fan bases fans of Anissa are definitely the most tortured fan base in challenge history as she four or five times has made it to the last elimination or last uh person voted off right before the final and been sent home immediately before the final over and over and over there's a stretch where it was three or four times in a row that it happened so Great, great competitor, true OG of the show. One of the producer's absolute best friends. She's a fantastic interview. There's a reason she's still on the regular season of the show today. There's a reason she was made the co- one of the co-hosts along with Tori on the Challenge official podcast, MTV's official podcast about the challenge this year because she is one of those who herself is a historian. She's lived this whole you know journey through the challenge um, as the show's grown, which she's grown with it. She's been there through the whole thing most seasons uh, under her belt as far as the competitors on this seasons of All-Stars. And with that, that is all 22 people, all 22 OGs coming back to us. Final person, we should give a shout out. The other true essential that this was not going to be the OGs, the legends, the greatest of all time without having TJ Lavin here as the host. TJ Lavin is here that makes this thing official. That separates it. It makes it really, you know, if he wasn't here, this just wouldn't quite feel like uh, like a serious and a real version of the challenge as it otherwise would. 
And by the looks of the trailer, TJ's not just here, but TJ's having a damn good time with this. And by the amount on his personal Instagram, you know, he's always, you know, pumping up the challenge and, you know, talking about when episodes premiere and stuff. But even more so with the All-Stars, it seems like he is super excited to get to see all these people again, to get to host what might be a little bit more laid back version of the show. He seems to be having a great old time with it. We are so excited that he is here. It's no longer the challenge if TJ Lavin isn't hosting it. This will be his 20 or this will be his 27th season as host. He has done 26 seasons ever since the Gauntlet 2 way back when on season 11 Gauntlet 2 was his first. He has been the host every single season since and we're glad that that does not change with the All-Stars. So, that is your cast. That is everyone one by one. A lot to digest. Let's quickly, without recapping every single person, just talk expectations, kind of a, an early power rankings, if you will, who we are looking at is maybe the players to beat on both the male and female side. I guess before we do that, let's touch on the expectations of the format um, and location and everything like that of the show. We do know it is they're off in the Andes Mountains in Argentina, um, what looks to be kind of a middle between a warm weather and cold weather challenge, which thankfully is at least not another cold weather challenge uh, these last few seasons. While we understand why they had to do at certain locations and what they were kind of going for with the themes, warm weather challenges are the way the way to go. They're the best ones. And especially bring these OGs together. We need a little bit of that warm weather. We need to see a pool or a hot tub. We need to let these people have a good time in the party and be outside. And so I think we're going to get kind of a mixture of that. I'm getting a little bit of a fresh meat two vibe from the glimpses of the house and the kind of setting that we're seeing for this uh, season. But format wise, we don't know exactly the details. We just know there's 22 and it's an even number, uh, male, female. I would expect coming in a season like this, that it's going to be individual in one way or the other, whether that doesn't mean that they'll always be competing as individuals, but um, fully expect, it looks like from the trailer, the eliminations that we get glimpses of seem to be one-on-one eliminations. So I would think this was going to be a free agent-esque season where it might challenge to challenge, uh, might be teams, might be partners, might be individual, but ultimately there is going to be an individual final that people are voting and being eliminated individually. And because of that, um, I also kind of expect it to be without many twists or turns. You know, they've went head over heels in the recent seasons to kind of always be up in the ante. TJ always dropping surprise after surprise, changing the game on the fly. I think this one will be a little bit more straightforward, a little bit more similar to when most of these people were on the challenge. Things were a little bit more straightforward. They'd come in, find out the format episode one, and they would follow that format all the way through, maybe have one little change thrown in somewhere along the way for a twist, but not a twist every other week. So I think it's going to be more like that, more like the old school style. They'll come in, they'll find out the format early on. I think by the end of the first episode, we'll kind of know exactly how things are going to go and we'll move pretty steadily and smoothly through that. So as far as the power rankings goes, knowing that little bit about the format, thinking that it's going to be a bit of a free agent style individual season on the male side of things. I mean, again, we mentioned with Mark Long, I kind of, I put him first in whatever power rankings we want to do. I think we will do an actual after every episode, uh, kind of top three male and female 
as far as power ranking who we think has the best chances of bringing home the title. But for a kind of loose version of that heading in, I would definitely put Mark Long at the top just because both physically the man is still just out of control, obviously in the weight room uh, amongst other places, potentially not not throwing any uh, any shade. But the man looks amazing. And so physically he's going to bring it, but also having potentially that huge advantage of He's responsible for this. He's responsible for all these people being there. He has relationships with all these people. He's definitely got to come in number one on the male side. And then as much as all these OGs are going to be bringing something to the table, I oh, I, I was actually, I was almost, I was about to forget. I was about to forget someone, and I can't believe I was about to forget. Number two male side is Alton for what I said before. He's just too good of an athlete. He's just flat out too good of an athlete that in this season with everyone being a little bit older, he's number two in my power rankings going in on the male side. And then third, I'm going to put a tie who I was about to say second and third Darrell and Derek, both because mostly because they've been on so many seasons more recently or been in this world more recently, understand the game a little more through and through both how it used to be and how it is today and have that physical component. So we got Mark Alton and then Darrell and Derek tied for third on our male power ranking side on the female side. I think we're going to see a bit more competitiveness across the board on the female side. I think on the male side, depending, you know, how intense and grueling and physical the eliminations are. I think there could be a bit of a kind of haves and have nots situation of those that are still able to really bring it physically and those that maybe aren't. And I think the females, there's going to be a little bit more of an even playing field across them. But as far as power rankings coming in, I'm going to go top spot coming in. If I had to just pick someone who I think is going to win on the female side from the start, I'm going with Kellyanne. Uh, you know, it, I'm intrigued by picking maybe Anissa gets that final win. I think I might actually even put Anissa second on this because of that experience level. Again, same as, you know, Derek and Darrell on the other side, um, having that experience and still being able to bring it physically in, you know, she's done these eliminations. She was one of the first ones to ever do a female pole wrestle way back in the day. Um, as well as has done recent versions of those super physical ones. So Anissa is going to be my number two, but I'm going to put Kellyanne above her to start both because she has a little bit of that. She's uh, young on the youngest side of things. Definitely was always a good physical competitor and political social and has been on recently enough that she kind of understands this newer version of the game. So I think she's got, she was always kind of that five tool player and is going to be able to bring that here. So I'm going Kellyanne one, Anissa two, and then man, as much Kendall, maybe Ruthie, I could see definitely doing some things in these new, more physical version of the game, but I'm actually going to go with Jemmy and then as number three and just consistent across the board heading in. I just think the biggest advantage for male, female, anyone on this show is having been on more recently and specifically understanding the political social side. I don't see someone, you know, like a Beth and a Katie. Yes, they had to be, you know, in alliances and things early on, but it wasn't quite understanding the numbers, the voting, how to, you know, the backstabbing, the kind of secret deal-making, all that, that wasn't quite all the way there in the earlier seasons of the show that definitely Jemmy has been a part of. Same with Anissa, same with Kellyanne, same with Derek and Darrell 
on the men's side. So on the female side, we're going Kellyanne, Anissa, Jemmy as our power rankings going into the season, highest expectations. That's who my money would be on without knowing exactly how the season's going to go, exactly what the format is going to be. That's who my money's on to potentially get things done. All right, I think that about covers it then. We've got all 22 OGs, talked about them all. We've got TJ coming back, covered the format, covered the expectations, which are great. They're high. I'm trying, I've been trying my absolute best. The moment we heard that this was really a thing, I've been attempting to temper my own personal expectations, not get too worked up, not set the bar too high for these people, but to no avail. Uh, my expectations are through the roof. I, but I just know that no matter what, I'm going to love whatever version of this all-star season we get to see here on Paramount+. Plus. First episode drops this week, and this will be your home to follow all the action. Good, bad, or indifferent, no matter what happens on this season of All-Stars, we will be covering it on The Challenge Historian every Thursday after the episode drops. We'll watch it. We'll dissect it in detail, and we'll get you that podcast out that Thursday with the show. So it'll be your companion to that. You can also follow along always on our Instagram at challenge historian to get some additional daily challenge content. The YouTube channel is coming soon as well, where we will be doing some additional challenge deep dives on the history of the show. That's where you'll eventually be finding the discussion of who is the greatest of all time, both overall on the female side, on the male side, different versions of the greatest of all time. We're going to talk about the best seasons ever, eliminations ever, all kinds of content coming your way on the YouTube channel as well that may or may not be a part of the podcast feed. But this podcast here for the time being every Thursday, recapping in diving into each and every episode of the Challenge All-Stars season as we get them. So come back here, check those out. For now, get hyped, get amped. We're about to have these OGs back in our lives. And if you're like me, if you've sat through this entire preview, I imagine just like me, you cannot wait to see them competing, talking, partying, having a good time, living that challenge life. We can't wait either. So we will see you back here next week to cover the episode one of the Challenge All-Stars. Until then, have an amazing weekend. Have an amazing week. Have an amazing life. We will talk to you again soon here on the Challenge Historian.